Woo, the Golden Stallion, the man of tomorrow, Savzu, the rated R radio star, the best in the world, as some people say, the podcast champion. Woo! Here for you. Uh, and, well, I'm just doing a, a little custom intro. Um, I had the pleasure of being on a show that I've been on a few times. Um, Ernie has, Ernie Hancock, of course, of Declare Your Independence. He uh, he has me on, you know, here and there, every once in a while, when there's something, usually what'll happen is, there's something happening in the tech world, and he needs somebody who, you know, he trusts that can kind of break it down, you know, as far as what's going on. Not that Ernie isn't a smart guy and doesn't know some of his tech. I mean, he... He knows more than he likes to let on, but um, but anyway, he he'll, he'll invite me on and we'll talk about whatever, and uh, and it's always a lot of fun uh, because Ernie delivers. He has a delivery. He has a style on on Mike that is, in some ways, I feel similar to mine. Like I call him a, a stallion, you know, just like I'm the golden stallion. Well, he's another stallion out there because he's just got that you know that energy, that excitement. Um, and can kind of talk about anything and always has like a story to relate to whatever the fuck he's talking about. Uh, and I, I like to think I bring on something kind of similar, even though Ernie, you know, has got me by a good 15, 20 years as far as age. But, uh, you know, and has a lot more experience and has been, you know, is not new to this whole game of libertarianism and anarchism and all, all of that. Uh, but it's always a lot of fun to be on his show. Um, I will be this is just getting released. And there's he had other guests on his show sometimes. I mean, most of the time that he's had me on, he usually keeps me into overtime. But I was uh, maybe like the first or second hour of the show. Um, and so he didn't keep me on for, you know, to through through the other people that were going to be on but often he'll have me on to like interview the other guests and everything and help him out with that because he gets a lot of crypto people on his show now uh which is worth listening to so uh, you know especially for that um but anyway he's going to have me on again i believe it is next friday so this appearance that you're about to hear is from march 13th uh, and next next time i'll be on will be march 23rd uh, and I'll, of course, release that audio uh, as well when that comes, you know, when that comes out, I'll put it in the Patreon feed just because I like the Patreon feed to be a very complete package. It must as, as much as it can be where you get everything, every appearance that I make, all of that stuff, you get all the extras. And as I always say, you don't have to listen to everything that comes out on Patreon. OK, you can just listen to, you know, what what you want. Um, but anyway, this this episode was was interesting. I didn't know which way it was going to go. Um, I didn't know what exactly. I mean, I got a hint as to what we would end up uh, talking about. But mainly we ended up talking about <laughs> I just ended up complaining about a subject that I've brought up many times on Sovereign Tech Prime, which is that, you know, if we would just get past this obsession with streaming and transmitting video that we could already have the alternative alternative internets plural and the alternative infrastructure and the encrypted infrastructure you know the secure infrastructure and all this uh you know ready to go like it already happened but so many projects and and i've talked about this on on uh, like on, on weekly q and a's um i had people ask me what did i what did i think of uh, library you know lbry.io what did i think about that well i respect the people involved i really do i know some of them they're you know they're they're either friends or acquaintances um but i think that to to try to take on youtube is i mean like <laughs> i don't want to say it's a waste of time i i applaud their efforts and their gusto but you know it's a fool's errand 
Okay. <laughs> I don't I don't know any other way to say it. It's a fool's errand. Like don't even try taking on YouTube for one. I mean, when you look at the metrics behind YouTube, what it takes for YouTube to even operate the way that it does, how much video gets uploaded, how much is getting streamed. I mean, the the codex and you know, the protocols that have been developed just to solve the YouTube problem of how to make YouTube work efficiently, quickly and all that. I mean, it's it's an Internet unto itself, you know, (laughs) and you think you're going to take that on. I just I that it's a juggernaut. It's something that really I think the only company that could that could actually take on YouTube would have to be it would have to be like Netflix, like Netflix. Twitch isn't taking it on. I mean, Twitch is doing fairly well for what it is, but it's still largely considered a gaming product. If Netflix tried to make like its own, you know, Netflix stars or, you know, kind of like YouTube stars, right? If it tried to do that and and tried to create like a more user, you know, uploading experience or have that be kind of a meta layer of, of what Netflix is, I think because so many people have Netflix, it could work and you could have a very interesting advertising model if you or uh, not advertising funding model. You don't want to do advertising, but you could have an interesting funding model involved with that. But that's really the only company that could pull it off. Like, I mean, anybody else trying to do that, I I have a hard time in good conscience giving you my money. <laughs> you know, as, as much as I appreciate the spirit and the effort of what they're trying to do, I mean, LBRY is all about, you know, look, it's run by, you know, liberty-oriented people. I mean, they get it, you know, that you want these these alternatives and everything. And I'm not saying I don't want the alternatives to exist, but I, I just... Mm. I, I would work on other things, <laughs> you know, uh, because there's, in, you know, LBRY has or library has very interesting, you know, tech behind it. And, and I, I would just point it elsewhere. Anyway, that's just me. I mean, you know, you know, actually, you know what? Here's here's the winning. And I know Alexandria kind of tried to do this, but here's the winning product. OK, you got it's still up for grabs. I, I really still think this is up for grabs. The podcast, the premier podcast network slash platform that that's still up in the air it's not apple despite the changes that they made amazon is not allowing everybody to kind of get on board otherwise i think they might have had a winner if they if they combine more podcasting and more um independent podcasting with an audible subscription um i mean they have some podcasts on there but but look nobody's got this licked and I think that's an area where you could do it and and you could do it because, you know, audio can be like we talk, like you'll hear Ernie and I talk about audio can be compressed, you know, pretty significantly and, and to where it's a very small data size, you know. So I, I would that that's the direction I would go with this sort of stuff. Taking on YouTube is just foolish. And now a few things, a couple other things, uh, just because I like you, you know, since you're a patron. And you can listen to this episode for free. And I put the link in the show notes so you can listen to the entire episode if you want to hear the other guests um, that were on. But, uh, you know, I, I like to give you a little something unique and, and maybe expand a little bit upon what I was saying in the show, um, you know, for, for you patrons, uh, you know, so that you have something special here. So one thing I brought up that I didn't really expand upon and Ernie kind of hints at it. So he like when I got an email being asked to be on the show and that's how I personally operate. I don't ask to be on shows. I, you know, shows need to ask me that that's just am, am I being an ass in, 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 in acting that way? No, I don't think so. Um, I, I just I you know, I, I like to have that, that's just how I like to operate. You know, I don't like to beg. I don't like to plead. Um, I, I like 
I like to have the respect of being asked. You know, I, I, I appreciate that. And, and Ernie certainly, you know, respects me and appreciates me. And, and that's why I'm on the show so often. Um, I've got to be one of his most frequent, one of his most frequent guests. But anyway, so he was, you know, he when when he uh, got in touch with me or his producer got in touch with me and saying, hey, we'd like to have you on the show again. And they give you a little bit of what they want to talk about. And some of the things like I think we were supposed to talk about Bitcoin Cash. We didn't get to that. Probably a good thing because everybody just gets mad at me for some reason when I talk about Bitcoin Cash. I can't imagine why, um, you know, because they think I'm against it when, like I said, I'm not against Bitcoin Cash. I'm just against Bitcoin Cash calling itself Bitcoin. Um Bitcoin Cash can exist all day long. I don't care. Just like all the other altcoins can. It's fine with me. So, um, you know, there's other things you're supposed to talk about. But he did mention, yeah, we want to talk about YouTube censorship and all this stuff. Okay. And so that's how the video conversation kind of started is that that was one of the things that I was uh, informed that we would want to talk about. And he's, he mentions that uh, he had these various characters on Luke Radowski and some others um, that were concerned about what was going on with YouTube. Look. I'm not concerned about I have a YouTube channel. I have some YouTube videos that have some odd 10,000 views. I mean, like, you know, I have some popular videos out there that that get a lot of comments and all this other stuff. Um, I don't give a rat's fucking ass if YouTube shut down my channel. Uh, I don't care if if Google deleted my entire account, killed everything I've got. In fact, <laughs> that would almost be a blessing. OK, uh, <laughs> I mean, make me famous for one. For two, you know, like, good, I don't I, I don't want your shit anyway. Uh, but regardless. Here's the thing is that when you hear Liberty people get all hot and bothered about what YouTube's doing, you know, like, oh, they shut down my channel because I spoke the truth. I spoke truth to power. Oh, they shut down my channel because of this, because, uh, you know, blah, because the liberals hate us, blah, 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 blah. And it is all blah, 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 blah. It's all bullshit. OK, first off, the libertarian stance is that YouTube can shut you down at any given moment, especially because you don't pay them a dime to host, you know, your terabytes, perhaps even uh, a video that you've uploaded to their site. Not a dime. You could say, oh, well, you're making YouTube some money. Oh, yeah. Look, look, reality check. Okay. And I have total respect for libertarians, anarchists of all stripes and whatever. Okay. But reality check. You're not that big a deal. You are, if you're popular, you're popular with 0.01% of the world's population. If that get over yourself, you hear me? So what they're worried about and they're worried about, oh, there's all like I, I got an email myself. I got an email the other day and they said, oh, because of changes to to YouTube's policy, um, you're not allowed to monetize your videos anymore. Didn't bother me at all because I don't like I turned off monetization on all of my videos the instant I upload them. I mean, like I, I don't I don't need to make money doing this. But that's the thing is that these fucking people who, you know, yeah, there's some activists that do video, you know, there's guys out there that do video that actually I have a ton of respect for and have done video for me. And I think they're wonderful and they're really getting, but you know, these are guys that are often not just at Liberty events. They're at, um, you know, they're at like at the hacker conferences and, and, you know, like these other kind of, you know, more, um, tech related or really building the future kind of kind of conferences. And, you know, they're, they're really putting out their really worthwhile stuff. Um, but you've got a lot of these guys in the Liberty Movement who, 
you know, their their livelihoods are based off of making these asinine YouTube videos where they're, I don't know, making fun of politicians and all that stuff like like that's even worthwhile, you know, <laughs> really? Who cares? Who cares? I mean, what? Because you made fun of them, suddenly people think are going to think that politicians are ridiculous. No, they either think they're ridiculous based on what is right in front of their face and talked about on CNN and pick your news network. Okay, or they're not going to care. You just think you're being funny and cool and you're and you're, you know, yanking money from people that that sadly don't know better and that think that you're doing something important when you're not. So these people, I mean, ethically, they shouldn't they, you know, they shouldn't have a problem with YouTube taking their videos down. And at the same time, like again, the real problem is is that it's going to hit them in their wallet. That's it. You know, it'll hit them in their wallet and that's that's what they're afraid of. Um does the Golden Stallion have some refuse? What Stallion? What if they kicked you off the Patreon? How many times have I heard that? Go ahead. <laughs> I'll make do other ways. I'm a smart guy and I can figure shit out and I can come up with alternatives. And, you know, there's all kinds. I mean, look, we have the cryptocurrency uh, evolution. Okay. There's no need. You know, it's not like they can shut down everything I've got. That's impossible. Thanks to cryptocurrencies. Thank you. Blockchain technology. Woo. It'll be fine. And I can come up with alternatives. I can host my podcast from my own fucking server. No one will ever shut it down. I know how I can do this stuff because I spend time learning instead of just heckling people and going to dumbass Bilderberg meetings for no purpose whatsoever other than to make fools of yourselves. And I mean, yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't rely on YouTube and I don't think anybody should rely on YouTube. You shouldn't rely on a single Google service for what you do. Okay. You just shouldn't. And, you know, sure, do I use Hangouts to do the, the live Q&A? You bet. I'll find an alternative if somehow everything gets shut down. And there are alternatives, and some of them are, you know, free and open source. Should I be using those right now? Um, I could. But for right now, you know, to allow for the most people to, to get access to it and everything, you know, I'll use it until they do shut me down. And when they do, then, you know, then we go to the alternatives. Okay. But I'm not going to I'm not reliant upon these things. And also, you know, I wouldn't allow my livelihood to depend upon a company like Google. Like what kind of idiocy, you know, I mean, or your or your livelihood to depend on Facebook. Wow. You know, <laughs> I mean, a gut check. <laughs> you might you got to rethink your life. If you're counting on these companies for, you know, for, for how you make money. So anyway, um, that is, you know, kind of a, that, that's sort of a side issue really, as much as I was just talking about it, it's kind of a side issue as far as, you know, what's going on with YouTube and censorship and all this stuff. And look, I, I'm, I take censorship very seriously, you know, don't, don't confuse me, but I also have no illusions about who Google works for and what Google's purpose is and what Google wants and what they will do. I'm not going to pretend that they give a shit about free speech, liberty, anarchism, or anything like that, which apparently these other people do. 
And really, of course, they don't. They they know just as well as I do. It's just they got to keep that 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 cash flow going so they don't have to, you know, get an actual job or actually develop, you know, make things that are worthwhile and do things that are worthwhile. Uh, You know, I got an email into Sovereign Tech Prime that that actually asked me. So, Brian, you know, what are you doing? Like entertainment, it's not the time for entertainment. What are you doing to build the future? What are you doing to build it? Blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm not going to respond to that here. But boy, do, is it a hoot when I get those kind of emails. You got to understand. You know, the, the, and, and this is relevant to, to the end of the episode. Okay, that, um, that you're going to hear with me and Ernie. The, the end of, uh, of my guest appearance on the show. At the end, Ernie asks me a question that he asks me just about on any uh, any time I'm on there because he know I, he knows I have my finger on the pulse, okay, of you know the crypto economy and of the you know the alternative economy and the alternative technologies and everything that are getting developed. And you know he asks me, so what's what's getting built right now? What's you know what's out there that we can use where people can start having everything's encrypted, blah blah blah, and we're good to go. You know what's out there? And he asks me that all the time. And look. Here's here's the thing that that Ernie, I think he knows, but, you know, he keeps hoping that there's like going to be a great answer or something. The things that will set all of this free, the crypto economy itself, okay, is in development. There's some parts of it where it's very much ahead in development, things like Zencash and, and some others. There's some that are very much behind, which Ernie will name off some of those. Okay. There's, there's others getting worked on. Look, there's people, trust me when I say this, I know because I, well, here I'll say I work with them. There are technologies, there are projects being developed right now that will knock your fucking socks off once they're done and they're feasible and they're legit and they're real. I said this, I was a guest on another podcast. This was like maybe two or three years ago. And yes, folks, it takes this kind of time. Okay. Just like how Tim Draper said, Bitcoin will be $10,000 come 2017. Right. Why, how did he know that? I said the same thing. How did we know that? Because we knew that all this stuff was getting developed and it was going to take those three to four years. Okay. We predicted it back in 2013 and 2014. We knew it would take those three to four years for that infrastructure and these businesses to finally have their products get done. Well, the products are still getting, you know, some of them are still getting worked on for varying reasons, whatever the projects are still getting worked on. They're still out there. Okay. I'm involved with them. This shit will blow your mind when it comes out. And when I was on that podcast that I mentioned a few years ago, the person asked me, they said, so what's getting, they asked me a similar question to what Ernie asked. So what's getting developed right now that, um, you know, that that's really and this is when I would use the term system D a lot, which really is just synonymous with with crypto economy. OK, they said, like, you know, what, what's what's happening? What can you tell us about? And I said, well, here's the thing is that if you know about it, it's probably not actually getting developed. And like, you know, if you like if it's doing it right, you're not going to know about it. If it's you know, if it's being developed in the proper way, you can't know about it, about it. Why? Because you don't want the wrong people to find out. Okay, so understand that, you know, when I when I get that question, I just I know it's so laughable. It's so fucking laughable. But at the same time, 
you know, can I exactly talk about all these things? No. And it's not like I'm under some kind of NDA. I'm not one for contracts, but people trust me. And I'm, I've said that I've at least revealed that much before. You know, I'm, I'm honored by the amount of people that trust me in a lot of this stuff. But there there are I can just say this, that I know for an absolute fact, they're just the most amazing things. Um, and to some degree, I'm working with these people on these things. And and there it is. OK. And you got to wait a little bit. Yeah, you got to wait a little bit. But like we talked about with the the the, uh, the leaked Pentagon training video back on episode 200 of Sovereign Tech, okay, the government knows this shit's getting developed too. They know it's coming, and they know it's going to be here by. I think that video was like 2020 or 2025 or something like that was the year that they were concerned that this entire alternative economy and alternative governance would come into existence. Um, you know that that the military wouldn't be able to do anything about. Well, that's happening, folks. Okay, yeah, it's not here right now. It's not push button and it may never be push button. It might just take the next generation that is very knowledgeable about how all this shit works to be able to necessarily use it. But it is happening. So, yeah, with that said, you know, what what have I done? Well, here's the thing. You don't want to (laughs) know, you know. And that's how you know it's being done right. And I'm not making any kind of bold claims. I'm just saying that some of these projects are absolutely amazing that are getting developed. Some of them are out in the open. Some of them are not so much out in the open. And, you know, there's varying degrees around a lot of this or varying circumstances. How about that? Varying circumstances around each of these. So anyway, um, yeah, this is a fun conversation that ends up getting had. Uh, And, you know, I I mean, just and. For Sovereign Tech listeners, maybe this is all very basic for you. And if so, awesome. You know, like like that's kudos to you. Uh, but I think for a lot of Ernie's audience, they probably never really thought about it. And maybe it, it helped them question things to, you know, say, yeah, you know, I don't really need video. I don't need to see all this video activism. And, you know, I want to touch on that. Too. OK, that's the last comment I want to make here. And then we'll we'll go into the audio. And that is. You know, I think a lot of people would make the argument, yeah, but Stallion, we need video because video shows people it's so visceral. It's so real. They'll use that term. First off, these libertarian activists that are doing bullshit on YouTube, um, a lot of that is set up and it's, it's not real at all. And they're not being they're not even being real with authentic with who they are on the camera uh, whatsoever. Not not that I mind people being a little bit more, you know, entertaining or over the top when they, you know, when when they're being recorded in some form or fashion. You know, certainly I can understand that. But, you know, they're that they're not being real. But anyway, um, you know, people say, well, you know, video. So because like it, it's so provable, like when you see it in video, then it really hits people fast and hard. Like they know that, OK, this is what's going on and they can call bullshit on stuff. N- you know, we're, we're look. We're, we're fast approaching a world where that's just not true. That's not going to be true anymore. You're not going to be able to believe the audio that you're hearing. You're not going to be able to believe you're already long known that you can't believe the pictures that you see. I mean, what was that wrinkle in time? Was that that movie with Reese Witherspoon and Oprah Winfrey and everything? And there was that cover of Vanity Fair where Reese Witherspoon and Oprah Winfrey or Reese Witherspoon had three legs and Oprah Winfrey had three arms on the fucking like cover of Vanity Fair. I think it was, or at least it was in maybe the fold out inside of it. And you found out it was because it was, it was a bad Photoshop job, but it was all, it was all Photoshop. They were literally Photoshopping like where the arms were and everything. The same thing's happening with video where shit is being put in, 
or it's being edited or cut or whatever's going on in such a way that you can't believe what you're seeing in that video. I mean, it's not like UFO videos or anything, but you can't believe what's going on there. So even that, you know, to, to somehow make the argument that, well, but you can trust video more. Um, that's, that's a dangerous thing to be espousing to people. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go saying that, you know, <laughs> I mean, the only thing you want to trust is what you do a lot of research on. That's what you want to trust. Okay. Um, I mean, in, you know, as far as the audio, like we've already seen what, you know, what Adobe, the technology that they made available where they could listen, you know, they could have somebody speak into speak into the software for like five seconds and then it could pretty much emulate to to a very believable degree anything that that person could say. And it would sound just like them right down to intonation almost. I mean, it's not five seconds. It's a little more than that. But you get my point. We talked about it on Sovereign Tech some years ago when that was first uh, when that first was was demoed um, at an event. So, yeah, come on, D- don't don't do that shit, you know. So, I, yeah, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I'm sure the point's now made. I don't give a shit about YouTube, um, but it's more that I don't give a shit about Google. Uh, but regardless, um, anyway, you get to hear us talk about it, and you know, it was it was a fun conversation, and hopefully, I gave you something extra here in the beginning, uh, you know, to to chew on. Okay, and um, yeah. So I'll let the uh, I'll let this ride right out. And maybe, uh, you know, as soon as I'm off, I, I cut it out to where it's just my appearance on the show. And, you know, I'll just have it stop right at the end. It won't be any outro music or anything. It'll just go and away we go, you know, and it's it's all done. So this again, this is uh, on Declare Your Independence on March 13th, 2018. Um, on with Ernie. And like I said, I will also be on next week and I'll release that as well. So uh, I'll let, you know, I'll just let this ride it to the end. I will see you on the other side. Live from the studios of Freedoms Phoenix, Ernest Hancock. Believe me when I say we have a difficult time ahead of us. But if we are to be prepared for it, we must first shed our fear of it. I stand here without fear because I remember. I remember that I am here not because of the path that lies before me, but because of the path that lies behind me. I remember that for 100 years we have fought these machines. And after a century of war, I remember that which matters most. We are still here! Here and declare your independence of me, Ernest Hancock, here in Phoenix, Arizona, eh? from the BEAU Tifa Studios of Freeze with Ass, FreezeWithAss.com. Yeah, I must have got up early today. Okay, here we have Brian Sovereign. Brian Sovereign, Sovereign Tech, S-O-V-R-Y-N-T-E-C-H, Sovereign with a Y, Sovereign Tech. Um, he's... Going, we're going to talk about some censorship of using um, uh, social media and so on. But uh, the real thing that I'm looking at, like, yeah, whatever, make them obsolete and find something else. So I'm wondering if there's a something else. I mean, we had, you know, a bunch of it started off with, uh, you know, made safe, you know, waiting on that. Uh, then we got uh, 
Alexander, like the Library of Alexander, you put stuff up and it's forever there and always distributed uh, or decentralized nodes of something. Then you have um, uh, library, storage, file coin. You know, I still haven't got the file coin. Yeah, that's another thing. Donna, find out about file coin. Let's get the boys on file coin, file coin. They have their say. Then, uh, so we're looking for a place to put data. And a lot of it, you know, will start off with video. If you can do video, you can do just about anything. So um, they start, you put off, put up data somewhere, your data, their data, shared data. You found some data. You like data. And you put it up, and it's there forever and always. Nobody can take it down, and there's nowhere to send a Hellfire missile in protest. You know? It's, and that's my the example that I use all the time is that, you know, I need to, where can I put my Catton Poulton uh, channel? You know, I'd be catapult. I mean, real catapult. Where we're catapulting kittens into, like, various objects. I mean, you know, cactus, broken glass, spikes, bungee sticks, whatever. You know, now, of course, I would, don't advocate that, and I wouldn't do it. But the point is, is that you you do that, man, the cat people come out. They own the Internet. They're going, oh, man, we're going to line up the protest on uh, somebody's lawn. Well, what if there isn't somebody? That's my point. You know, if you could stop something, you know, all the bad stuff that's out there, all the, you know, child sex, exploited, whatever, maiming, war, gory, car crash, faces of death, you know, it, it might be as bad as, you know, red gravel or red asphalt you watched in high school when you learned to drive, you know, where do you put those and they stay there? Because that's not really what I'm concerned about. It's whistleblowers. It's uh, uh, this about that. It's the back video I had the camera in my pocket when the uh, politician told me whatever, and they're going to bad guys of something. When you can do that, the world will change. And it started with WikiLeaks. WikiLeaks, you know, they, they protected their, or they didn't know, or they gave a platform, a method by which you could upload documents. And so That's what we're talking about. Because if you can do that, oh, oh. And you got cryptocurrency, and you can do some anonymity. I mean, bad guys start dropping like flies. You know, this is why I I go to someone like Brian Sovereign, Sovereign Tech, and say, "Where are we at? What up? Can we can we expect something coming there, Brian?" Ooh boy, um, you know, I, I'll tell you, I I don't mean to like rain you know, on my parade. A, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I've been saying this for some time. The hard part, I mean, all of these technologies, like like all the ones you listed off, you know, library, a bunch of others, and there's some other ones kind of coming down the pike, uh, like there's howdo.io um, that's being worked on, which is anti-censorship and lots of these other things. And that's really what we're looking for is censorship resistance. Um, video, I think, video is the gold standard that you want to be able to achieve. But then at the same time, I think video might be the thing that that is holding back this infra- this alternative infrastructure that people, that whistleblowers, like you said, that people can use, um, it's what's holding it back from actually existing. Because Why? Because they're waiting are, for that capability, and damn, you could have done so much other stuff when you're while you're waiting? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, like, a lot of people don't understand that the Internet itself, which, you know, let, let's be clear, like, a lot of those technologies are blockchain technologies, of course. Now, blockchain technologies are great for certain things. There's other things they're not great for. Uh, blockchains are, by design, this isn't a bad thing, it's just a fact, they are inherently inefficient and slow. Um, and that's okay. That's that's not necessarily a bad thing. But it's a bad thing, say, when you're trying to do video and, and, and stuff like that. So, 
you know, the, the, the server-based Internet that we have now, the more centralized Internet that we have now, um, is significantly faster than anything Ethereum could ever dream of being, than, than any of these technologies I think really could even dream of being. Um, and people want to talk about like uh, Tangles and DAGs, which are these you know, newer developments, kind of what some people are saying is blockchain 4.0 or something like that. Uh, even those I don't think can achieve what, what we're dreaming about. But the point being is that the centralized internet that we have right now, even it can't handle YouTube. It can't handle the video that goes out there. Um, a lot of the video streaming that goes on that people know and love from various companies usually gets done. A lot of it gets done more uh, client side, as in at the user's computer, or it's getting done, say, at the IS at the local ISP. Okay, uh, hey, whoa, 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 back sure. up. Explain sure. that. You know, we mean most of the work. I mean, I'm getting ones and zeros from somebody. Yeah. So those ones and zeros are getting buffered either on your own computer. Buffered as in like preloaded, either on your own computer or there's a lot of buffering going on, say, at your local whoever's doing the last mile of Internet from, you know, the centralized servers, like we said, be it, you know, Amazon's AWS or Google or, you know, Microsoft Azure, whatever. And what's being sent right to your home. That's the last mile between your ISP and your home. Um, and so there, there's a lot of buffering going on. A lot of that stuff is getting done more locally. It's not actually you're not straight uh, for example, so it was not this year, I think it was last year's Super Bowl, Twitter tried to have genuinely live video run of the Super Bowl, and it pretty much crashed the internet, yeah. because again, the internet can't actually handle live streaming video, it's, not, it's really not possible. YouTube uses, YouTube doesn't even really use HTTPS, YouTube uses what's called Quick, it's a different protocol, because... Again, even the centralized internet is much faster as it is than any blockchain technology, and it really is. You know, I mean that that doesn't mean that. Yeah, that I'm blockchain... not necessarily needs to be blockchain. I mean, you yeah, know, right, I, right, right. You know, I, I I get it. My thing, where what Bitcoin demonstrated to the world is that yes, with proper incentives, and people want to do it for whatever reason, and crypto is like enough reason that sure. they will host their own server on the internet to be used for other people to have data on now there are different mm -hmm. ways of doing that some of the you know it's kind of this peer-to-peer -peer, you know torrent thing and that you can right. have a piece of a file that piece can even be encrypted and it can be part of a bunch of other computers around the planet that come together to create a complete file now sure that you know, I guess you may have buffering in your browser or buffering or so, but, you know, bringing that and stitching it and coming together from all these different places and overlapping and some repetitive and packed and stitching it together. I mean, that's a, that's what computers are for, you know? Yeah. And I, it's, and that's the point. I mean, I guess the bottom line is that we could have all of that alternative infrastructure, encrypted communications, all that stuff. It could already be all set up. Everybody could be using it, getting on board with it, making money off of it, thanks to cryptocurrencies and things like that. If we would get off of the idea that we got to figure out how to make video work, like it, because everything else doesn't require nearly the amount of, of shall I say, horsepower, um, digital horsepower to to uh, you know to exist. Like and and I think I think reaching for a lot of these different 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 projects, reaching for trying to be able to stream video, is is a fool's errand. That's that's my point. You know, I'm I asked him uh, this very thing. You know, I go. Um, why Why do you focus on video, like library? I mean, why, why are you focusing on video so much? And they go, because people understand that. And if you can do that, then you can do anything. You know, and I'm going, 
All right. Well, I don't remember a lot of WikiLeak videos, you know, but, uh, well, there were some. We'll talk about Crimes of the Crown by Captain Mark. The crown casts the world in shadow and claims to be our guiding light. Cowards clamor for security from boogeymen and ghost stories. While I say these hobgoblins are imaginary. I say those they propped up as our liberators are now subsisting on our bondage. I say there is freedom in the black, and that's exactly where we intend to go. The Crown banishes its own officers for exposing its crimes and tortures dissidents to the brink of madness. It dominates the globe and swallows the wealth of generations, leaving only blood and excrement. The Crown calls it piracy to explore frontiers beyond its grasp. So the time has come for us to define the conduct among pirates. I say the Crown has trampled our necks long enough. Need decentralized solutions to centralized problems? Looking for a community of like-minded scoundrels? Or just want some swag to let the crown know what you think of it? Join the conversation at pirateswithoutborders.com. We won't be hard to find. Catch the call to freedom at it. Hey, Brian. I noticed in that screen, the Matrix uh, display you got up there, is that a wide screen? Oh, it's an ultra wide. It's a 21 by 9, yeah. Where the hell did you even get that? <laughs> uh, they're really they're popular with gamers. Um, LG, I mean, they're pretty inexpensive now. A couple years ago, they cost way way more. Um, so but, you probably uh, actually, get them for what two hundred dollars or something? Or yeah, under two hundred. Uh, a listener bought me that one. So, yeah, that's but, sweet. And you go yeah. matrix <laughs> wallpaper or something, and there it is. Yeah, I can pop up all kinds of stuff. It's just a. Uh, uh, a second screen from my computer that's in the studio. You know, here. another good idea, your soundproofing on the back. Is that a packing black packing quilt or something? Yeah, that yeah, the whole room's just surrounded in uh, those moving blankets. Oh, that is an awesome idea. Yeah, it works these nice. Things, I mean, it's just foam and it cost a billion dollars. I mean, seriously. Yeah, no, these cost me 40 bucks. Yeah, I know. They, they, I, I'm like, yeah. that is that is cool as hell, you know. Thanks. All right, all right, all right. That's got matrix man, you're set up. All right cool and the retro sovereign tech live uh marquee i'm i'm, I'm digging it all right, all right yeah all right. yeah had to up my game all right no it's all pretty the um <laughs> the streaming of video i mean what i how how complicated am i mean there's not like a special code or something that takes up it's just the bulk of ones and zeros to make video right yeah yeah it's just it's just such a significant amount to be okay, able to do it what it's, are we looking at it exponentially you know the difference i mean are we like um you know to the power of six or something or oh yeah it- i mean it's it is orders of magnitude for, compared to just audio you know and and that's the thing is that like you know the rate the revolution that radio did in the 50s like i don't know why that doesn't still apply today i mean you don't need video to 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 have a you know a mental evolution in society you can do it with just audio and if you yeah if the, but i it's nice to have even if i did a video that was like stop frame uh cartoon i mean you, you right. don't have to have 20 whatever frames a second give me five i mean you know just show me the image i just want to see the picture hell i just want something to freeze frame and look at anyway, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think the better idea is to just work on video compression, which is where Google has been putting most of its money in the past decade, because they, I think they know they can't actually solve the problem of being able to stream that much data efficiently. Okay. Uh, When we come back, video compression, I'm going to ask you something. I remember the early days of YouTube and I was shocked at what you could do. So, uh, when we, Uh, Come back. Let's talk about video compression, okay? You got it. All right. We'll be right back. 
Some of our live shows are streamed in HD on Twitch. Please follow and share at twitch.lrn.fm. That's twitch.lrn.fm. Rhodes, it's the Ernest Hancock Show. Where we're going, there aren't any roads. Okay, you hear advertisements for Twitch. Twitch is uh, Amazon, I think. You know, I'm not feeling any better about that. You know, be on <laughs> my show on the server next to the next uh, CIA Yemen drone strike. You know, the government is all over Amazon. Hell, they're oh, all yeah. in Amazon. They're all on Amazon. It's like every, you know, um, uh, what do you call that? Uh, a, uh, a, a uh, what's it? Never end with a preposition, okay? You know, <laughs> whatever. So never end with a government uh, program in your thing. You know, this is a, um, we're going to talk about video compression because this is one thing that was surprising to me. When YouTube first started, that was the starting pistol for us to do Freedoms Phoenix. We have been always talking in the 90s, we're activists doing all the Brian stuff, you know, back in the mid-90s. And I remember about 96, we decided, look, you know, Freedom's Phoenix concept, it was under, you know, uh, uh, some other things that we were doing, and we finally came up with the name, and we're going, yeah, if we could create this web, I know how I would do it, you know, that kind of thing. And, um, but we can't until, when they do video, is exactly what these guys are thinking, Brian. They're going like this, they say, well, if we can do video, well, then everybody will know we can do everything. That's what I was thinking. When they can do video on the internet, then I'm not having to worry about stuff. We can compete and just go kick ass. 2005, here comes YouTube. And I'm like, oh, hell yeah. Tiger, you know, our first uh, IT guy, I go, make it go work. And he's like, well, we got to go, ah, either you can't, well, you got it. And I go, whoa, whoa, whoa. Is there a test afterwards or something? I go, you know, layman geek, not, okay? I'm just layman here. I go, either you can or you can't do this the way I want that. Well, yeah, but and I go, let's go do it. You know, I don't want to talk about it. Everybody wants to talk about it. Just go do it. So he started doing it. Now, of course, it's spaghetti code and it's kind of Derek, you know, freaking pulls his hair out. But, you know, it worked and we had a really well detailed cocktail napkin. Okay. So then we go on to kind of make it better. Now, this is what happened. When YouTube started and you go in, you used to be able to do um, Microsoft Movie or Movie Maker or something like that. It was a, you know, part of the operating system on Windows. They had this little video editor thing that you did. Now, there were other things, but this was but simple. It allowed for one thing that was really nice. YouTube only allowed, I think at the time, was 100 megabytes. Now, for video, that's like nothing. Well, you better be compressing you some video. On Movie Maker, there was a setting that you put, no matter how long your video was, you put in, make it 100 megabytes, okay? I need it compressed to 100 megabytes. And whatever the quality was that came out, you took and you uploaded to YouTube, and then they did whatever compression thing or whatever they did. You had the file small enough. That was, it's like, you have, you know, five to 20-minute videos all over the place, and they're all 100 megabytes, Okay. Later, they would allow more and kicked it up and whatever. But that's how I, you know, we're loading our first ones. I liked it. It was simple. Here's the video. We take off the tape. We go do Ron Paul stuff or whatever. I push the button, make it 100. Boom. I know I can load that on YouTube and we're done. So when you talk about compression, you're talking about making it a cartoon at, you know, five frames a second kind of thing. Are you talking about 
you know, some other technology, because it's ones and zeros coming into my freaking computer, okay? So that early compression that we were doing on Movie Maker and it going to YouTube, explain that, and then how has it changed coming up? Sure. Uh, so, well, there's a couple points I actually kind of want to make on that. Um, but but the first, we'll talk about the video compression. Um, with video compression, the idea is not, to, I mean, yes, like when you're using Windows Movie Maker, which, by the way, is a great piece of software that Microsoft canceled, unfortunately, but um, that that would like lower the quality of the video that you had to the point where it met the requirements that you set for it, like 100 megabytes. Okay, this has to be 100 megabytes. So the video would come out being looking a little more pixelated. So with video compression, it's that, but really it's about making the video and the audio take up as little space as possible. And there's been a multitude of developments about this, uh, or with this. There's different, what they call codecs, um, like you have uh, WebM was dot WebM, which is like a file extension you'd see in Windows. Uh, that was a popular one for uh, for YouTube for years. They did dot FLV, um, which was Flash Video, which that's dead, thankfully. Um, but then there's X two six four. I mean, there's a bunch of different ones that you could talk about. And the well, idea early is that, on, so the, the audience understands early on when we started doing radio, we did Windows Movie Five, whatever it was, some Windows thing. And the compression was not, okay? I mean, there was the files that we'd have up for the, when I started doing radio in 03. So my IT guy back then, he's, you know, good libertarian, an attorney, computer science guy, whatever. Sure. Libertarian state chair running for attorney general this year, Michael Kilski. I gave you props, <laughs> okay? Now, what happened was he goes, hey, man, we can record all your shows. I can put it in and automatically it take the feed and it cuts out all the commercials. It just does it by a clock. It takes this segment, this segment, this segment, puts it together, done. But it started taking up a lot of memory in the first, I don't know, month or so that we were doing this. It took up a lot of memory. Oh, there's a new thing. It's called this MP3 deal. MP right. what? I mean, you know, what are you talking about? Well, it compresses down. Well, MP3 came from the movie industry, you know? It was the compression of the audio along with, I think, MP4 or something, whatever it was was the video compression, and the mm -hmm. audio of that, that's where we get MP3s. And I'm going, yeah. all of a sudden, boom, you go down to, like, you know, you could make it a bit rate and get down to nothing. You know, it, it, it's small, 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 small files if you want. It's just the quality isn't as good. So for radio, it's like 128, uh, what do you call it, bits per second? or bit, Yeah, 128K kilobits per second. Okay, yeah, kilobits or... per second. And then if you go half of that, 64, make by going mono, not having stereo, you cut it down in the half. You do right. that, you got AM radio quality. I mean, you know, we could do the show pretty much in that. You could even go down to 32, which many times we have. And you get to the point where people start to complain. You know, they go, hey, okay, you up it up <laughs> a little bit. You know, so... That's what I just wanted to inject that. That was our experience in using MP3 file yes. size. We had to do it because remember back then, I mean, you know, you didn't have as much broadband. All right, I'm sorry. Right. Go ahead and go with the different compressions. No, but that that's a great example. It's the same exact principle is that when we went from wave files, which would take up 
you know, just a few minutes would take up 25 megabytes. Um, you know, like a whole song would take 25 to 50 megabytes as to where now with MP or with MP3 and there's even more than that. There's AAC now there's all these different ones. Uh, you know, a song could take up only three megabytes. It could fit on a floppy disk, which was unheard of, uh, you know, really back in the, in the early nineties anyway. Uh, and so video really needs to do the same thing. I mean, I think that's the better direction, not to try to figure out how to stream video necessarily better, but to continually try and compress it more to where you can get, say the same quality, like you could get a 1080p which is, you know, the high resolution video, say you could get 720p or 1080p video and you could get it into a file size that is relative to maybe the size of an audio file. And Google's been working on this forever because I wow. think they know that that's the real solution. They're never going to be able to get YouTube to stream things directly in raw, uh, you know, in an efficient fashion. So I, I think it, it's, it's kind of missing the mark if people are working on how to stream it instead of figuring out how to compress it better. All right. You can see there's lots more to talk about. You know, the main thing is, like, a CD is 128 kilobits a second, and that's the human ear. That's, man, you're really, you know, tapping into the, you know, that's about all you can discern the difference. You start getting below that, then you can start maybe telling the difference from, is it live or is it 128? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so the compression part, when you're talking about compression, it's on the other side, and it produces fewer ones and zeros exactly. that you're getting. But I, I still am getting a file. Okay, it's like, you know, if I have more time, I, I, we may do this when we come back. I just wanted to, it's like um, uh, watching a cartoon. I was looking at, I was looking at uh, new cameras to get, and on the cameras, it had... Uh, you can do 20, what is live frame action? 26 or something frames a, a second? I mean. Yeah, it's like 30. 30, 30 FPS, okay. So they go, like that, here's, yeah. here's this camera does 27, 29. I can't remember, it's around 30. Here's a 30 frames per second video camera. It's a, I don't know, a little Canon Sure shot. Take back. I'm looking for another little camera for the family and going around. Sure. I'm, you know, my, my camera sucks and, you know, and I, I my DSL you know, uh, a single you know SLR uh, camera is too big. And I go, come on, man. All these guys got, man, awesome. There's this one guy, <laughs> friend of mine, Scott Laguerre. He, he comes around to the park, makes these awesome photos. And I go, wow, man, you're so great. It's your freaking camera. Give me that camera. Okay. So I got to go find a camera. Well, one of the things that it had in there, it goes frames per second, 20 whatever, and 54, and like another setting. So if you get faster frames and you pay it, play it back and lower, that gives you um, um, low speed. You know, it's like stop slow motion, okay, is what they're doing, okay? Mm -hmm. So I'm going, all right. When you watch cartoons, the way they do it, they draw a cell. You know, it's like a, a overhead projector acetate, clear piece of plastic. They got, you know, you know whatever the image is on there, a Bugs Bunny. Then they right. flip it over. They do another one. He moved a little bit. So what's the frame rate to make kind of a cartoon flow? What are they doing there? Um, Do you have any idea? I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure like what speed exactly that they're that they're doing that at to where they allow for that. That no, I wouldn't be able that to say. Up. Just put frame rate uh, Looney Tunes. Yeah, frame rate Looney Tunes. That probably come up, you know. But um, my point is, is that at some point. You know, this compression of what you're talking about, and you say it's pixelated, you know, ask the question, especially if you're wanting to get 
you know, uh, you know, the nip slip on Halle Berry, something, whatever, you know, <laughs> that you're not missing. You want the high quality 10, whatever, you know, want to see all the, you know, skin hairs or something. But, you know, uh, do you need every freaking frame? You know, you just right. cut out some frames. So you're only seeing, I don't know, however many 10, you know, it's a cartoon. So I'm, I'm wondering, you know, which compression are they doing? Are they doing pixelated? which, you know, it's not as clear and you got don't have as many pixels and it's kind of duller, or it can be clear, but it doesn't have as many frames. Yeah, um, I mean, with the compression, I, I think they're just, I don't know that they're lessening frames or pixels. I mean, like when you were doing it, like you're mentioning a Windows Movie Maker, that is pixelating it. Um, like that, that's literally lowering the quality of the interlaced lines on the video. Uh, but what what they're doing is trying to create a... Well, again, it, it's it's compression. It's not removing frames, but it's trying to allow the data to to just come out cleaner. I'm not the biggest expert on it, but you know, but I it, think it, I remember what it was. It was something like, uh, like if I'm looking at, I think Skype does this. If I'm looking at you right now, all mm-hmm. that stuff in the background that's not moving stays. It's not refreshed. It's only the stuff that's moving. Mm. You know, it's like um, they're doing the the cells of Bugs Bunny going across the, you know, the background, the background just stays the same. So it's not transferring ones and zeros. Right. Right. Something like that, you know, but, uh, okay. Cartoons are 24 frames a second. That's faster. 24 than I, yes. That's yeah. faster than I thought. Okay. So, so you see my point on the different, I, I think we're back in and we'll talk about it. Clear your independence with Ernest Hancock. To be a part of the show, call 602-264-2800. Donna got me all smartified here. It says, what FPS does anime run at? That was the question. Japanimation, I guess I got their own word, runs at an average of 24 frames per second with main objects animated at 8 to 12 frames per second and background objects as low as 6 to 8 frames a second. Decent high-quality animation is general in general, is done at the 24 frames a second rate. This also includes animation in other mediums, such as clay animation and, you know, CG work, etc. Okay, so there is, you say, the front and the background. If you're looking at me right now, all this stuff in the back is stationary. So they don't have to keep shending ones and zeros every frame because it's the same. So they reduce enormous amounts of data by just having you know the background stay the same, and they only get the stuff that moves. So that's one way of compression. Then you have the uh, eliminating frames per second. It's just like you know in the audio files, you're chopping it up digitally, and then you're just taking samples. And at some point, you know your ears can't tell the difference until it starts to. And some are more sensitive than others. But the other thing, there was another compression you were talking about, Brian. What was that? Uh, the other compression is just where, where you're trying to make the the ones and zeros, as you say, you know, just just be more efficient uh, overall uh, to where they can, like, for example, with well, the audio. Well, you said pixelating. Which, what does that mean? Oh, well, with pixelating, it, well, it's creating pixelation. So you have in video, you have like you have scan, like the scan lines, the interlacing lines. And what will happen is, is that the, the spaces between these interlacing lines, which is what makes up a picture, is, is so many of these uh, you know, horizontal lines and, and, and some degree vertical if it's a progressive screen, um, they will 
like the the line the, the spaces in between that give it its definition like its precision and its its uh, you know clear clarity of picture they they'll start to pixelate those lines and blur them a bit uh, and and that will allow for you know a smaller size because it does the video doesn't have as, have to have as much uh, clarity and precision uh, so that's that's another way to do it. That's that's kind of the average way that if you have a video that's in really nice quality and that you just need to get it down like by a few hundred megabytes or something, that's usually what you end up doing is you just end up uh, lowering the picture quality. That's really all I'm saying. Okay, why we hit the ceiling on capacity or something? Is there like you know we can't make ones and zeros go faster? Damn it! Until Elon puts up his satellites and we get a gig <laughs> up and down. Well, I mean, w- w- as far as transmission of data, we've we're we're kind of hitting ceilings, or at, at least its ability to to be received. I mean, and and that's that's the crux of what we've been talking about is that, you know, you can transmitting video and allowing people, you know, sending it over to where so many people can access it at once, and that's really what it comes down to. It's not just one or two people watching this. Um, you know, the internet can't handle that amount of bandwidth. And like I said, that was pretty much proven when they tried to do actual live video uh, with the with the Super Bowl last year uh, on Twitter is that it just it crashed everything. Because okay, it was just, let me tell you what a 12-year-old's going to say. He's going to yeah. go, what are you kidding me? I've been watching Channel 12, uh, you know, forever. Right. <laughs> you know, was, well, the thing is, is that you have broadcasting, which is it goes everywhere and everybody picks it up. Well, you're talking about the internet. It's a specific signal or file going to a specific com- uh, computer. So mm-hmm. it's not like you have one thing that everybody's looking at the, the picture in the sky from a billion places. You got a billion transmission of the picture in the sky. Right. Yeah, because it's, it's not it's not exactly just a receiver. It's more of a two-way street when you're dealing with the internet, of course. Um, so well, Can there be a broadcasting for... You would think that there would be. You know, Twitter wants to do this. It's like a feed... Everybody taps into that doesn't see. I don't. I, broadcasting is exactly that. It's broadcasting. I sent these uh, right. electromagnetic waves over, and it goes in and digitally kind of. And they just went a few years ago. I mean, just like three years ago, it was um, instead of analog, or you just had these um, broadcasting of UHF or VHF of whatever, and everybody got to see it. They went digital, and when they went digital, yeah. you had to be able to. So I'm still not, I guess it's digital broadcasting. You know, you know, what would you do? Well, as far, well, I mean, I honestly, I wouldn't do video like, <laughs> well, for, I mean, just as an example, like uh, outer net, I think you're familiar with that, yeah. um, that project, you know, this is where it is that one way street where they're, they're transmitting, you know, the best of the internet pretty much to all around the world. And all you need is this little device that you could even hook up to your phone if you really wanted to. And you can receive, you know, Wikipedia articles, you can even get podcasts and get all this other stuff. The one thing that they don't really bother with is video, because again, it's, it's such, you know, it's such a hog of bandwidth and resources, um, that they don't see it worthwhile, but, would you know should outernet just say well we're going to have to wait to release this until we can do video or should they get information to people in the disparate parts of the no, earth I'm hip. I would I'm, say you know what well, yeah. you, you you could call it uh, not video sure right tube. <laughs> no not tube you know yeah. or not tube that's good man you better go get it somebody's right now going to go daddy and you know <laughs> so not tube you you're doing everything but video or be everything but video.com storage or i mean whatever it is that uh, and then of course somebody goes the, the, the next company a year later goes and video I mean you know so it's um you're saying that what's slowing down see it's like um 
You know, like Derek Slopey says this about MadeSafe. He goes, I don't know why they're trying to do everything all at once. Just release a freaking messaging app. Yeah. You yeah, know? I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Th- but that's it. Is that like a lot of these, you know, wanting to build, and I know you've talked about this a lot, Ernie, uh, and I appreciate that you do. Like, I mean, that alternative internet, that alternative infrastructure to be able to communicate with each other, for activists to be able to communicate with each other and all this different stuff. Privately. All- yeah, all of that could be done. All of that could be rolled out right now with technology that's existed for 20 years Waiting or on you even now. longer. Waiting on uh, you now. Yeah, but I mean, but the thing is, is that nobody wants it. Nobody will take to it because everybody's waiting for this gold standard of being able to have, oh, but we got to be able to stream video. No, you don't, you know, and, and a part of me is a little annoyed because I feel like some of these people, they're, they're so hot on video because they feel like their livelihoods are based on video based activism, which there's nothing wrong with that. But I'm just saying, like, you know, we, we can start using this stuff already. Let's do it. You know, why 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 wait? Like, I even I get annoyed at Signal for even like implementing video calls. Like, I I, I don't know. I, I, I <laughs> that I mean that 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 project's doing other things now, and that's fine. But um, yeah, right, I think let, it's me, something let me show that, you right now. This is how yeah, you sure. can do um, video. Next, my heart, heart, heart. Yeah, push the right button. Okay, we do. We have you on live streaming. You know, on the uh, computer now. I go to yep. a file and I have all things cool with, um, you know, uh, crap, make sure I already got it up. Okay. Here is the, uh, where is it? What the heck? I pushed that there. Okay. So I have still frames up there yep. that I can have, you know, Brian, I'm getting, I get the, the gist of it. You know, there's him and Stephanie and all the cool foam and everything kind of Brian and any party. All right. <laughs> As I'm doing these frames, these could, you know, be frames of even moving objects. It could still be, you know, snapshot, 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 snapshot. That right there of transmitting a photo, it's still video. And does it refresh every time? Well, I probably not. I think what they're doing is whatever still they they just, you know, send. I mean, how many times do I got to reload that picture on my video screen and get the same effect. It's loaded and it just stays there. Okay. Right. Yeah. The thing is, like, because you can do this, and this is a popular thing to do, and I even do it with some of my audio, where I will take a still picture or maybe a series of still pictures and just put audio to it, you know, and and like upload that to YouTube and have that be a thing. Um, I I suppose that there's an implementation that could be created, like uh, an, an alternative to YouTube, where that is more of a thing, where it's like more putting out PowerPoint slides effectively, and that could that could solve some of this problem. But it would have to be designed to handle still pictures and audio at the same time to really be, have an advantage. Well, because see, this when is I my, do it with you, yeah, go ahead. Well, this is my question. You know, if we're going to break. Is that, you know, it's like a Jordan Page songs. Somebody will take and they'll put some uh, slides in to go with the song. Awesome. You know, it kind of moves in, it moves out. Kind of this is Ken Burns thing right. or something. You know, I'm wondering, these techniques, do they lower the file size? Or is it just video playing? It's just doesn't know the difference. It would lower the file size, but the, the video would still be going From out as video. The letter of huh. Captain Mark. The Crown's observation conditions us to be dishonest with ourselves. Therefore, constant surveillance produces a society of constant deception. Honest communication is the seed of civilized conduct. To deny us this seed is to deny us its fruits. But the Crown's primary objective is to stifle free thought itself, to make its subjects incapable of dissent. 
Seasoned pirates have always encrypted messages and codes and ciphers, so intercepted transmissions were incomprehensible. But today, the Crown possesses advanced tools of pattern recognition that document, profile, and predict our every move. Today, piracy requires hailing frequencies completely invisible to the Crown. We are tired of poltergeists in the static. Looking for a community of like-minded scoundrels, or just want some swag to let the Crown know what you think of it? Join the conversation at PiratesWithoutBorders.com. So if I were to look for another, because see, it's the, the need. I, there's a lot of video need, you know, but if sure. I did uh, the show on, um, we're over, leave me alone, uh, com, whatever the hell. And uh, mm-hmm. then you could have, yep, no video here, please. And then you could go, all right, well, there's video over there. We did a separate server thing and kind of it's just video or, you know, it's like, um, you know, it's like, a friend of mine, you know, I was talking to him, and he goes, you got a bunch of miners or something. And he says, the miners, you know, I got a gazillion miners, and they're doing all this data and transfer, and how, how much internet you need for that? He goes, my security camera is more than all of them combined. Yeah. You know? And I'm going, yeah, exactly. really? Okay. So that's good to know. And then, um, uh, so it's always the video that eats up everything. Yes. But the reason exactly. is because of all the information that it's getting per second. It's taken all these color, all this pixels. We got to have high def 8K, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, you think I'm kidding, man. I was a consumer electronics show. I saw, God, it was like a 24 foot high, 50 foot wide 8K (laughs) South Korean TV of don't you want this? And I mean, you had to walk up to it like three, five inches away from it with your glasses and see the pixels. I'm going, damn, what's going to transmit that? You know? Yeah. Well, they don't. That's when they, I remember when they had the laser disc back in freaking 80s, you know? And that yep. was, you know, man, you want to see, well, Cisco and Ebert, you want us to screen your film at home, it better come on a laser disc because, you know, blah, 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 blah. Technology keeps advancing. And you're saying don't wait, but if they do it, within, you know, three months after they do it, somebody goes, obsolete network next. So it has to be <laughs> pluginable to create the next one, or they're going to be wasting their time and money. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, well, but again, like, go ahead and, and set up all the other really cool stuff and make that entire infrastructure. And, I don't you know, see worry, why not. Yeah. yeah, worry about video later. Like, I mean, it just, it, it's so weird that that's, I mean, I get it because they think that they won't get, you know, because for these companies, even even like the liberty oriented ones, I mean, they think that having growth and user base is the most important thing. You know, you got to get more users and you're not really going. I mean, like at Porkfest, why does the why, you know, why does the Internet slow down? It's because everybody wants to watch YouTube while they're at Porkfest or yeah. something. Yeah. Uh, and that's the problem is get people off, of, you know, get them off this little bit of crack known as uh, online video. But well, anyway, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I mean, you understand why there's a lot of information oh, sure. to be relayed there and you go, Hey, I didn't go to the gym, look all hot and get tan and get this bikini, you know, to be doing a podcast. I mean, yeah, right. you know, you know, there's, there's motivations here. So I, I'm all right. I'm, um, Let's let, now let's talk about you know last segment. I want to you know focus more on what can be done. Okay, here sure. We go. Freedom is the answer. What's the question? I want to break free. You're listening to Ernest Hancock. I want to break free. I want to break free from your life. 
uncover the secrets and exposing the lies here on Declare Your Independent. All right, Brian Sovereign, big independence declaring kind of individual in uh, New Hampshire. You know, he and Stephanie Murphy, doctor, doctors all, doctors all. I'm sorry. <laughs> Got to get that in. Damn. Seriously. All right. So. Love it. The, the doctors. Well, what we're going to do is, um, well, first off, you go find them. You go to Sovereign, S-O-V-R-Y-N-Y-N, Tech. Sovereign Tech, and you just put that in, it'll blow up all over your search engine, which I can't say Google it anymore. I know I can't do that. I, search engine, <laughs> you know, screw them, man. All right, you don't watch on YouTube. Well, it's not on YouTube. It's on video. Yeah, whatever. You don't want the video plan. I'm going, no, I'm not branding, naming, helping these guys, you know? Right. They're going to freaking slay me. Um, uh, next hour, we got Dimitri Marashik Rasa, you know, is coming on. He wants to open a crypto a bank in St. Kitts. They're making progress on this. So I'm going, really? Well, I have a you know highfalutin banking individual that I made sure, you know, give me the questions you want me to ask him. You know, so that's going to happen. Tim Ball, uh, professor from Canada, it's on climate change issues. He's been getting a lot of attention. We've interviewed him over the years, and it's just, uh, he's going, because he did a lawsuit in Canada. So he says, oh, no, you're not for climate change. He goes, oh, yeah? Let's do that court, you know, uh, evidence thing. Let's go to court. Damn it. I hate when these guys do that, you know? So anyway, that'd be interesting third hour. Now, Brian, we're talking about, you know, what can't be done or is difficult to do. And because they keep trying to make every, their platform, everything's got to do video. And you go, if you would just get that tar baby off you, you know, <laughs> if you just quit and worried about that, we do some rock and roll kick-ass stuff. And it, over, God, it was a decade ago, WikiLeaks came up. There wasn't about serving no video file. I mean, you could download the file or whatever, but it was... It was had a great impact on society just by having some of the features that we want: anonymity, privacy, you know, uh, no censorability, uh, you know, none your business, uh, you know, whatever you could put up and share things. So this is what you're talking about. Share with us. Yeah. Uh, so, well, first thing I want to say, like, as far as what's out there, what could be done, what's being done, um, un- you brought up a great example earlier, Ernie, of Twitch, which is now owned by Amazon. Originally, it wasn't. And I think a lot of people felt more comfortable with it because it was an independent company and maybe they felt like their data and other things weren't getting schlepped off to, you know, every tech giant and then by default to every government and alphabet soup organization out there. Um, keep this in mind that whatever you're looking to support See if it's something that is, you want it to be completely open source, you know, it's something that you could replicate yourself if you had the technical knowledge and ability. Um, and, and look at the, maybe the philosophy behind what they're trying to do, because any company can just get bought out by one of these tech giants. Any Boom. technology could just get bought out. Like, uh, actually, Amazon just last week, they bought Ring, the Ring video doorbell which was something a lot of people were using, which was video at your front door. Um, And I think a lot of people bought into it, thought it was really cool, very handy for their packages and stuff like this. And then Amazon buys it out for a billion dollars. No, 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 no. The intelligence community bought it out. Well, there you go. Yes, exactly. You got it. With the name Uh, Amazon. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yes. No, you're you're absolutely right. Who's at Ernie's front door? Wait, 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 wait. They pushed the button, (laughs) said, take my picture. I'm standing right here. I'm at Ernie's front door. Thank you for playing. Now go yeah. do your Facebook, <laughs> you know? I yeah, mean, no, you, bad, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, no, you, you got it exactly. Is I mean, and because it, it, it's corporatism. I mean, it, these tech giants work with the government hand in hand. And so, 
you know, keep that in mind that like anything, oh, you think, oh, this technology, well, it's independent. It's not working with Google. It's not doing this. Well, Google, Google didn't own YouTube either. They bought that out. You know, I mean, yeah. so, so any of this stuff could get bought by these tech giants. And then all that data that this supposedly independent company collected on you or has on you just became the property of, again, the, the governments and whatever else. Uh, so that's something to, to keep in mind. Um, I think a, a lot of the projects out there, like I mentioned OuterNet, um, you know, even stuff like Signal and things like this, like those, those are apps that you could use right now that I, or, you know, those are technologies okay, that you could you use You said OuterNet right a couple of times. Let me go ahead and describe sure. that real quick. OuterNet was like a Kickstarter project that yeah. um, you carry in like a briefcase and it was round satellite dish that you just, you know, took the top off, you put the dish up, it spreads out and it looks at space. Well, there's a CubeSat up there that they decided that you could text in requests for stuff, and it kind of is like preloaded. It's kind of like looking at Wikipedia. It's kind of like, you know, going to World Book Encyclopedia. It's kind of whatever. And they transmit it down to that device, and it takes that data, and it puts it on a hard drive, and then that becomes a router that just sends out Wi-Fi so anybody in the village of the Congo, whatever, can have a tablet, and they can do school from space. You know, exactly so Khan Academy, this kind of stuff. But you're not able, the bandwidth isn't there for you to be able to go, I want this specific thing, now give me. It's serving like, um, it's like a broadcasting a channel, you know? So it is very, a big giant leap forward. And if you're the little smart, super 180 genius kid in a tribe in the middle of the Amazon, you you are served, sir. You know, and right. when you have disaster relief or something like that, and they transmit and your kids over here, or so, I mean, it has enormous potential, you know, for that. And it was just the beginning, way before all these other satellites of Spaceship 14 and Falcon, whatever, you know, that it was already done with CubeSats. How far off am I? No, no, you got it. I, I think you got it. I mean, and that's one of the, I mean, that's only a one-way street, unfortunately, but that's an example of something where if you just ignored the problem of, okay, how do I get this much data to stream, you can still do tremendous good in the world, you know, and create like something that, that people, like you said, in the Congo or wherever just never had before. I mean, that's remarkable. So it could be now, channel. They do it now. It's channels. It's satellite right. channels. You just go with, but it's all broadcast. It's not like you get to ask for a certain thing. They're just constantly sending the channel. That already we've had that. It's called TV, okay? Yeah, sure. So, sure, you know, there you go. But the specific thing that you want, I want this now. It's like... The Olympics. They do the Olympics. They went through all this crap. I don't know what the hell they were thinking. That was totally worthless being able to try and watch and enjoy anything there. So they lost billions on this thing because they're stupid. Okay. So I'm, yeah. you know, never mind. I, I, yeah, you need to lose money. You got to get this thing fixed. And that Olympics and worldwide coverage of things is what's going to be the motivation to do exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and there's other projects. There's LibreMesh, which is uh, creating mesh networks with your own routers that you buy. You have to buy older routers to do it, but that's that's something that's being actively developed today and worked on. Um, again, your speeds would not be the greatest in the world to maybe you where you want to do video, um, but you could certainly be setting up, you know, all these different computers, and, you know, to, to, to contact and, and have like your own little internet. Um, there was a story about two months ago, that I think there's some on 900 communities just in the United States alone. In Europe, it's far more popular, where the communities themselves, like in Detroit and other areas, they're actually, they're, they're just using what they call dark fiber, 
which is fiber that, say, Verizon left over that they never bothered to use, um, or they're using, you know, all this infrastructure that's actually already there that nobody's using. They're just commandeering it. They're, you know, nobody's using it, and they're taking it, and they're connecting their routers to each other, and they're creating their own internet. Or if there's areas where, say, uh, Comcast or someone doesn't think it's uh, financially viable to bring internet to, say, this part of a community or this area, and they're just paying it for the, you know, the, these communities are paying paying for it themselves to lay out the infrastructure, or they're even doing it themselves. And the beautiful thing is they're not just connecting to what I call the big bad internet, which is the World Wide Web that we all know and hate. Um, they're connecting to just each other. They're creating an intranet where it's just for whatever's going on locally. And just amazing things are happening with that as far as education and people just getting together and relying on themselves instead of the state. And, or, or even big, you know, big corporations, whatever else. And I think that's a beautiful thing. So it is, it's really kind of happening. And I, I think people just, you know, maybe they, they, what they need to realize is that they don't need all of the feature richness that, uh, that the rest of, okay, is I that, you know, I tell you do. what happens. They suppress, 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 suppress until sure. they do what you're talking about and screw it. We don't need, oh, there it is. Sorry. You know, we just didn't want you to have it yet. We got it, but you don't get it, you know? And, um, but a lot of times it's, the Liberty community or guys in it that are the ones tapped. You know, they, they go, the FBI goes to DEF CON to get the 13-year-olds to go figure out crap, you know? So now we have hackathons and do, I mean, there are so many people are learning to do this stuff. How far away are we? And what's up with Made Safe? Are they, they, we getting it someday? What's up? Uh, I I don't really know as, as far as with Made Safe goes, um, what's happening there. I mean, there's other, there's other, uh, like Zencash, I mean, there's there's a few out there that are that are doing things similar and maybe not waiting on video to to, to be the issue. So th- the stuff's getting developed. It, it really is. If not developed, it's already there. Well, what the hell, man? I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I I tell you what I want. It's pirate communications. I want to know it because a lot of this, you know, brings in the ability for us to be able to communicate. Hell, at least text. You know, I, yeah. I remember the last time, one time you were on when I loaded Signal, you were on. I loaded Signal, and all of a sudden I start getting all these emails from everybody going, hey, they're on Signal, and you're on Signal, and everybody's on Signal. I'm going, well, that wasn't very piratey. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, no, hell no. Brian Sovereign, Sovereign Tech, S-O-V-R-Y-N Tech. Go check out his show and his podcast, and every single one of them, very informative. And unfortunately, I, I got him you know, here. I'm listening to in the background every week. The Free State Project has. Okay, that right there, you know, I'm, I'm there. It, what is available now for me to have my pirate communication? Now, I had, um, I can't remember his name, from Demon Saw. You know, uh, Devin, okay. what his name was. Uh, yeah, he, yeah. he came on and we yacked about it and he'd go, and I'd go, okay, well, what do you need? I mean, you know, I got, I got, you know, a little bit of money. I know some people with money, and then, and if you come up with, I can send ones and zeros. Nobody knows where it came from or who received, and kind of, and then it's private. Well, yeah, I did, you know, DefCon. I talked about and Demon Song. I'm going, all right, well, show me. Let's do it. freaking rock and roll, man. Let's do it. What do you need? <laughs> well, then it's always, well, you know, a year, year and a half, a team of twelve people. We're sitting there coding, uh, drinking beer, eating pizza, and we'll come go no. No, no, you got to come up with better, more something. I mean, I, I so I, all these nodes, this capability of splitting up files, making them encrypted, and then serving. Well, okay, we got uh, onion routers that can do and tour it, and then you find out, yep, and they're working with the man. You know, so we're we're going to find everybody. 
Is that well, possible? It, it, yeah. Do you, have you talked to Zencash at all? Have no. you talked to Rob Viglione? I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. You want to talk to Zencash because they're doing like they have their secure node system set up and everything. They're they're doing it. I mean, the thing is now Zencash the, the, isn't it a crypto? No. Well, it's a platform. Yeah, but it's a it's a whole platform. It's not just a cryptocurrency. Okay. So because they have messaging built into it, and it's all being encrypted with zero knowledge proofs, which is great. Um, which is similar to. Yeah, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Question. Zencash yeah. right now, I can say private, uh, send private, you don't know where it came from, dumb pinky swear text messages. Yes, but it does cost you. So you, it's not something that's, I mean, like like it costs a certain amount of Zen. Oh my God, does it cost me more than uh, a nickel? I, I don't, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I okay, so exact, I can send Zencash a private I don't know what the hell you guys never don't listen to the radio commercials or something. I need pirate communication. I need okay. This is why it goes, Brian. I I pull my pirate ship into the harbor of whatever. I see the yep. the uh, Aya Sauron, you know, lighthouse over there. They're looking over the harbor. You see this pirate ship kind of doing the flashy light thing with that pirate ship over there. Now it's all encrypted and coded, and you know, and the uh, all-seeing eye of Sauron, Signal, Telegram, WhatsApp, whatever, sitting there looking at it. Oh no, we can't tell what you're saying. It's encrypted, but we sure as shit know who's saying the what. You know, that ship is going to that ship, and then that ship went to these ships, and then we looked at that guy's ship list. Of we kind of, kind of, all of a sudden, boom, you mapped out the network. Gee, I wonder what freedom guys are talking to the other freedom guys about. It's probably something about freedom. You know, I don't. They don't need to know what you're talking about. They just want to know your network. Hell, that's ninety mm-hmm. percent of what I want them not to know anyway. So when the metadata thing, oh my God, Verizon and they did, they got all our metadata and they're looking. Oh, look at this signal app. Let's load that. I go. What the hell do you think that is? They just skipped all the other shit and just did metadata, and you were freaking out a week ago, and now you're all you know, up and promoting this shit. I'm going, I just want to slap people, okay? So I'm going, that's why I'm being such a dick about this. I go, sure. no, I want hailing frequencies invisible to the crown. Now, you're saying Zen Cash, I can do, and I spend a little Zen, that I can send a message that the other person gets that no one knows where it came from or who got it. Well, they don't. Yeah, be, I mean, they'll know. Like poten- potentially, you could know the like the origin address, but you don't have to tell anybody that's your that's your origin address. And all of that gets handled in mixed at, at secure notes. So, like that, that, it's about it's pretty much as close as you could imagine to doing that. Um, the other one would be, but it would be using Tor. And if you have concerns with Tor, which I could understand, uh, Tor Chat would also be. But that one that one's free. Um, but Zencash is definitely you want to talk to those guys because they're. And they're also they're they're full on libertarian, you know, they're philosophical. Which on has board. a lot to do with it, which is why we're doing these letters of Mark, is what I'm finding out is all these tech guys and new tech guys and they're exponentially getting bigger. This is one um uh what was it Malcolm Gladwell did a thing, Outliers and David and Goliath the I read both the books, but one of them had, you know, uh, yeah, outliers. He's going, you know, these guys that spend ten thousand hours on something, all of a sudden they're really good at it. You know, they're a violinist, they're this, they're a coder, they're whatever. The only reason Bill Gates and Steve Jobs got to be, you know, great and wonderful and made all the money because they had access to computers when they were kids. They yep. lived there from Palo Alto. They did, you know, whatever. They had their school had a computer. They got access to They went to the university to use it in the off time or whatever. They were one of these little computer geek kids. Well, they were the first ones to get the 10,000. How many 10,000-hour computer geek kids do you think we got now? 
You feel me? <laughs> yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I so, agree. So this is, you know, here we go, and there's something holding it down. There's a lid. There's pressure. There's social pressure. There's They got them on Facebook, and now they're just making them glow kids. There's a book out called Glow Kids. You know, they just, mm-hmm. you know, everybody's got the glow face on while they're looking in their camera all the time. So um, there is this uh, answer is coming, and the Zencash, I'm looking, I, I've heard of it. It's a crypto, right? Yeah, it is, it is a cryptocurrency, but then again, it's also a platform for messaging and publishing, and they have all kinds of like governance systems that are not government, but like governance um, systems in place. They have a lot of lot of really big ideas. It's it's, a, it's really one of the few cryptos I actually care about. So okay, well, it's down now from a high. It's like go buy a bu- bunch of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's on sale. <laughs> so, cause it was at like 60 bucks at one point. Um, but they're, like you know, 15, they, they're, they're, was it now? 16. Something. That's probably like 20. Oh, wow. No, it's it's that 20, okay. 20, Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but they're, yeah. Rob Viglione, if you talk to him, I mean, he's just, he's on board. He's, he's got it. Okay. This is, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Here's, uh, uh, Ross. Hey, Dimitri. Ross, hey, Ernie. All right, Ross, what, help me out here. I got three names. What am I calling you? Uh, Michael is fine. Mike. Ross is fine. All right, all right, Michael. Yeah, so, Ross, yeah, I got Brian Sovereign on. Uh, say hello. Hey, Brian. Uh, probably a long time to see. I've traveled so much that I, we may have run into each other. Maybe not. Yeah, hey, Ross. Uh, <laughs> big fan. Yeah, likewise, likewise. Been a while since we were in the, uh, the Ford Explorer there. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, no, 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 no. We, I, I've been talking with Brian about, um, you know, I'm trying to get pirate communication. I'm, you know, I, I send a message or I watch a video or I put, I'm just, I just want none of your business. So, uh, he's saying Zencash, you know, I can do messaging that's pretty private. What do you think? Uh, yeah, um, Zencash and I mean, any kind of currency that allows you to add uh, text messages on or other kind of data on top of the transaction itself, I guess, would work. Uh, well, see, Bitcoin had that. But it would. Well, Bitcoin had that, you know, note thing. You know, they got colored coins. They got there's a whole bunch of other stuff. And I go, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait a minute. There's a text thing I can put in with a uh, a Bitcoin transaction. Well, yeah, I go. Well, who's why are we uh, exploring exploiting that? What the hell? There's something else going on, man. I, you know, somebody's got to explain it. You know, Brian, we got to talk again about this. this is. Yeah, pirate communication, damn it. I'm, you know, you get all up on something. Yeah, we could talk it up. Absolutely. Anytime. All right. Well, I have Donna, you know, tap on you for next week or week after, and we'll do it again. All right. Sounds great. Talk to you later, man. All right. Thanks. Bye.